Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. New Zealand's youngest athlete at these games, Campbell Wright, was out there and gave a massive account of what himself finishing 32, 32nd of 92 competitors last night. The young Kiwi learnt his trade in Wanaka, and Tim David is the president of Wanaka Biathlon Club and no doubt would have been very proud watching along last night, and he's kindly given up some time to join us this morning. Good morning, Tim. Good morning. How's it going? Oh, we're going well, mate. We're going well. We're absolutely loving the Winter Olympics. We were actually talking off here with Louis and just saying how much, how much enjoy- more enjoyable is it, you know, than just the, the normal Summer Olympics. Um, you you get to witness these sports that you never really get to watch, and you get, you know, you're learning along the way. You get a bit more of an understanding. And last night was was something as well. Watching Campbell Wright go around and. And I was talking off here, I kind of learned a wee bit about it when they got to shoot the five targets, mate. So, so how, how proud were you of Campbell last night and how well did he go? Hey, we're, look, we were extremely proud. Like, a year ago, we had no idea that Campbell was going to get good enough at his young age to, mm. to even qualify for the Olympics. So, so we, we were really excited to get him there. Um, he did a good job last night. I mean, sure, he, he, he's not winning medals at his age yet, but to come 32nd, mm in a field of 92 was really good. He shot extremely well. And if he can work on his skiing speed, which he will in the next couple of years, he'll be right out there. Hey, Tim, it's, uh, it's Baz here, mate. Is biathlon a, is it a big sport around the world? So, yeah, hi, Baz. How's it going? So, biathlon is one of those sports that it, it lives under the radar for most of the time um, in most countries, with the exception of Germany and Russia Norway, Sweden, and there it's really big news in the winter. It's it's a strange one. It's one of those uh, it's one of those sports that when it's on TV over there and the crowds are huge, uh, it's it's really sort of a you know it's really compelling and and it's very very popular. What's strange now is watching biathlon when there's no spectators because of COVID. So it doesn't look the same at all. It doesn't have the atmosphere which which you'd noticed last night. It's a bit quiet. So okay, that's interesting. So what about our our terrain? then Tim is it um have we got kind of the ideal kind of terrain here in New Zealand to be able to prepare for uh, our athletes for the biathlon 
Well, look, it's, it's real hard down here. I mean, at the end of the day, we don't have very many uh, cross-country ski resorts, so you need, you need a cross-country ski track system. And to my knowledge, the only one we have is down at Snow Farm, just outside Wanaka. Um, and then on top of that, you have the complexity of having a biathlon range, a shooting range in, in the middle of your ski resort. And that's, that's really hard to arrange. It's not the sort of thing that, uh, that you can easily set up, as you can appreciate. Um, so we're lucky enough here in, in Wanaka to have at the Snow Farm, uh, the Wanaka Biathlon Club. And that, that, was, that range was built about 10 or 15 years ago. And it was inspired by some um, people who had been watching the racing in, in Europe and, and thought that you know, we could have a chance of doing something similar. Um, because as you know, Kiwis are, are very keen on hunting um, and Kiwis <laughs> love, love an endurance challenge. And so biathlon fits in really nicely. Yeah, beautiful. Tell us about the story. I was just getting a bit more of an understanding of the story of Campbell Wright. Um, obviously, U.S. parents, and there was a case of him potentially actually representing the United States, but he's chose it right. He's worn the silver fern, and he's gone down that track. Was was there ever a case of of, Kiwi, of us ever losing him to, to the United States and him going over and representing them? I, I, I don't think it was a serious threat. Um, you just need to talk mm. to Campbell for two minutes to realise He's completely Kiwi as, you know, him and his brothers <laughs> and his family are absolutely committed here, um, Kiwis. And you can tell from my accent that I'm, I'm not originally from this country, but we're all, we're all proud of this country and proud of the area and that we'd, no one would compete for anyone else. Oh, beautiful. Well, tell us about your club, mate, the Biathlon Club in Wanaka. How many competitions and are you, are you able to hold a year, and, and is it quite a serious sport down there? Have you got a lot of competitors that are keen on the on the sport of biathlon? Look, we're, we're tiny. We're absolutely minute. Um, we, have, we have a range of, of 10 shooting positions, so you, so you can have 10 shooting points. Um, I don't think I've ever seen all 10 being used at the same time. You know, we're, We have such a small group of people, probably 30 or, or 50 people at the most, and we have a young and old. But where, the, where all the, um, the interest and where all the passion is right now is getting the youngsters, the people who are aged 12 mm. onwards, getting them a chance to have a go at this sport. And what we found over the years is that youngsters who've been up to the snow farm doing a bit of cross-country skiing, if you give them the opportunity to do a bit of shooting as well, they get quite excited and you can't keep them away. And that's where Campbell came from. It was basically mm. the whole deal of, of telling someone who's 12 years old, hey, would would you rather be just cross-country skiing around or do you want to do a shooting a rifle as well? It doesn't take much convincing. <laughs> what, what kind of rifle yeah, is that? Sorry. Can you explain what the rifle is and what yeah. kind of caliber they're using? Yeah, so it's, it's a 2.2. Um, so basically, it's oh. a, a five-shot 2.2 rifle. So uh, very similar to what you use to shoot uh, rabbits or something like that. But this thing, yeah. as with all sporting equipment, you know, it's a high-tech, um, high-precision um, version of, of that um, it's we shoot over 50 meter range at, at targets and the targets are approximately well when you're when you're lying down you shoot at targets that are the size of a golf ball so 45 millimeters across and Ooh. when you're standing up you shoot at a target the size of a, of a grapefruit um, but do you know what I'll be honest the target shooting itself isn't that hard when you're when you're relaxed and you're taking it easy and you, you're just having a, a, a shoot around the problem is, is once you're, you're racing on skis, you, you're going yeah. at absolute maximum. And it's basically, it's, it's like doing a, a, you know, a bike race or, a, or a, a, a cross-country run. It's that sort of effort. And then you've got to stop and shoot. It's real hard. Mm. 
Yeah, that's interesting actually. So out out of those two um, skills, what what is the most important? Like, what separates the best from from the rest when it comes to biathlon? The 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 skiing or or the the shooting? Or obviously it's a combination of both. But which is more important? Well, look, it's 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 a combination. But yeah, the, the most important thing of all, and and the, the thing that stops more countries going into it is is the skiing. So the cross cross country skiing. I noticed on television last night, the cross-country skiing, it looked really flat. I can assure you it is anything but that. It's, it's, the slopes <laughs> are quite steep. And uh, yeah, the, the engine you need to, in order to be able to ski up, up and down those hills, you, you've got to be like an elite athlete. And as I mentioned before, like a cycle racer or a mountain bike racer, cross-country runner, you need to be virtually international level engine to be able to do that. And then the technique itself is really hard to learn. It's a, it's a little bit like mm. swimming in that you can learn to swim, but can you swim quick enough to be in the Olympics technically? And as we know, that takes 10, 15 years of going up and down the pool just to get the right technique. Cross-country skiing is just like that. It's super technical. The shooting mm. itself, hey, yeah. you, can, you can teach yeah. people to shoot pretty quick. Okay. Well, that's good. Interesting. Hey, um, Tim, you mentioned that you're not actually from... New Zealand. <laughs> what brought you to what brought you to New Zealand, and, and whereabouts are you actually from? Uh, so yeah, I, I grew up in the UK, and I I was introduced to biathlon when I was serving in the in the British Royal Marines. Um, a, a lot of our servicemen in in, in UK try biathlon when they're when they're mm. soldiers, and that, that's where I got got into it. There, um, I was lucky enough to be involved with the British team and. 20-something years ago, I, I took the team to the, uh, the Nagano Olympics as, as, as the manager. But that was a long time ago. And then I, since then, um, my wife and I, we've lived in Australia together. And I'm over here on my Australian passport. And I've been here for eight years now. And I'm, Wanaka is now my home. Um, and my, my young family growing up here. And uh, oh, we absolutely love this place. Beautiful yeah. part of the world, eh? Wanaka. What a oh, it's, it's the best. <laughs> You got on at the right time. Much time down there is. I've spent a wee bit. I've spent a wee bit. You've you've got on at the right time. Eight years ago, the prices are through the roof now. So you're doing pretty well (laughs) down there at the moment. (laughs) I spent a bit of time. It's a beautiful, beautiful spot. Um, Hey, quickly, just before we let you go, I just want to ask you: in the next couple of years, if we're able to get Campbell right to the top of the echelon, to the top of the pecking order in biathlon. Can he achieve that in Wanaka at the club, or will we ha- will we see him more offshore in those countries you spoke about before? Well, you know, already he's for the last three or four years he's had a program where he's headed across Europe when the snow comes in in late November, yeah. and he basically trains in Europe from November till around about March, and then he comes back okay. here um, and, and trains on the on the on his roller skis on the roads around Wanaka, and then when the snow comes in in oh. late June. He, he trains here so he actually has an advantage on some people that he, mm. he he has to go to the northern hemisphere to race and, and train so he has snow there like all his competitors mm. but then he also gets a second winter down here which a lot of them don't get to do obviously um but you know the reason he got into biathlon one of the reasons was that when he was very young when he was 10 the some of the russian team were training down at the snow farm and he, he saw he watched them and they were olympic athletes and he wondered what on earth was going on and they were down here for a training camp, just trying to get some good snow, because they prefer to, to ski on this snow rather than glacier snow that you'd get up in 
in in Europe in the winter in, in the summer. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, we're really proud of him, mate, and we really appreciate your time, Tim David, the president of Wanaka Biathlon Club. Appreciate your time this morning, mate, and uh, enjoy Thanks, Wanaka. Tim. Beautiful part of the world and beautiful part of the country. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Cheers, guys. Oh, we know sport is often the best place to find a fairy tale. We also know if we look towards the English football, the FA Cup is prone to throwing up some pretty iconic results. Well, in the latest round of FA Cup fixtures, we got an absolute gem. Non-league side Borehamwood FC managed to knock off third-place championship Bournemouth to punch their ticket to a fifth-round tie with Everton. Uh-huh, Everton. This is quite a remarkable story of persistence and passion for the Conference League side. And one man who was right in the thick of the celebrations was Bournemouth's manager, Luke Gerard. Gerard, sorry, Luke, who has been good enough to take our call this morning. It's a big good evening to you over there, mate. And tell us what the party was like, please. Baz and Izzy here. Uh, how are you guys? Thank you so much for calling. Um, yeah, listen, the, the bus home was amazing. As you can imagine, we had all the squad on there. <laughs> singing songs. Um, it was quite emotional. I have to say it's quite emotional because a lot of players haven't even played at the fourth round, let alone going to play in the fifth round. Oh, mate. And what, and what about the community and, and just all the supporters and, and everyone's families? Is just everyone's going on this on this journey, this amazing ride, and it seems that everyone around the world's taken notice of, of what you guys have been able to achieve. Yeah, I walked through the town yesterday with ITV, one of like the produce, production teams our side, and you're, feel, you're feeling it. It's amazing. You're getting people pulling you to the side and saying, what a fantastic job you're doing, what you achieved that night. I was there. I was there with my grandkids. So, yeah, the passion from the, from the community was unbelievable. Um, and they travelled in their numbers down to Bournemouth and they'd done a fantastic job for us and they were most, most definitely our 12th man. Oh, beautiful, Luke. Well, it's great to have you on the show, mate. It's Izzy here. We appreciate your time. I love an underdog story, but you're not an underdog, mate. You're there for a reason because you're good enough, and I love that story. Mate, tell us what does this do for the club? I know you've been through your own struggles as a club financially. Uh, you know, if you struggled over, I've heard a story of your chairman had to remortgage his house to keep the club afloat. Is that is that right? Like, what does this win do for the club? Yeah, listen, so when the pandemic hit our side, there was no crowds, no astro use, no bar use, so he had to remortgage his house and he paid all the staff and players a hundred percent. He was giving us every week, the day-to-day staff, a hundred pound vouchers for food shopping so that no one had to go to the supermarket because he wanted to keep us all safe. So for that little night on Sunday night, gave him a memory and a moment that was worthy. And the finances that come in will, will fill a small void in the massive black hole that has been left behind due to the pandemic. But, my chairman would tell you himself, he would forgo any prize money to have a moment like he did after the game on Sunday. Well, he sounds like just an absolute legend, and I hope the, the journey carries on for him as well and he gets to really enjoy it. Can you, can you break it down for us, mate? Like, how many leagues are there and between your side and, and Bournemouth and, and Everton as well? Like, can you, can you just explain the, the, the enormity of what you guys have been able to achieve? So I believe it was 74 positions between us and Bournemouth. Um, that's three divisions. So you've got the League 2, League 1, and then they're in the championship. They're currently, obviously, third in the championship, have aspirations to return into the Prem. And with us and Everton, 
there in the Premier League, and obviously Frank Lampard was the well, well is the new manager, and he texted me last night, Frank. I don't know him from Adam. He got in touch, um, texted me saying congratulations. He doesn't normally reach out, and to do what he did, I think he's a legend anyway because of his days at Chelsea in England, but he's gone superbly high up in my estimation because for a guy <laughs> of his stature to text me is amazing. Let's be honest. What was the reaction? Were you shying everyone? What Frank Lampard sticks me? Were, were you going around a bit like that or what? <laughs> so um, I got a call from our club secretary saying the PA of Frank Lampard wants your number. Shall I give it to him? <laughs> I said you had to. You had to ask me that question. And then I said no, give it to him please. And he he sent me a text, and obviously I sat on the sofa with my wife and kids, and she see my mm. mouth drop. She was everything all right, and I'm like. Yeah, I've just had a call, a text from Frank Lampard. So I've, I've I've told one friend, I've told my chairman, but I just think it shows you the measure of the man. So go and do that. He doesn't know me from Adam. Yeah. So go and send the message of that caliber is incredible. Awesome. So what's going to happen when you when you beat them one nil and? In the, in, the, in the game. How good is that going to be? Eh? Then what's going to happen? You're going to text him back. Yeah, this is it. I'll text him back. Unlucky. Apologies for that. No, listen. I'll be over the moon if we have a moment. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be over the moon if we have one moment at Goodison. I know how tough it's going to be. I've spoken to a lot of managers. They said, make sure you get the brick layers out to build you a brick wall in your coal. So, we're not foolish. We understand exactly how tough the task is going to be but yeah we're excited we're really excited because we think it's going to be a, a, an unbelievable evening for sure yeah, well you, you, your goal has been a brick wall your, your goalkeeper has been unbelievable hasn't it like your ability your defensive uh, defensive abilities to be able to keep the other team scoreless has been phenomenal right throughout we have kept five five clean sheets so obviously five five rounds and no goals conceded just yet there was a that that come up, there's only seven teams that have gone in the first, second, third and fourth round to win all four games and not concede, but we are the first ever non-league side to do it, so that's that's unbelievable, it's an amazing achievement, what Nathan Ashmore did at Barnet initially and then Tay Ashby Hammond has taken the baton and, and continued that fine form is incredible, but to a man yeah, them, them, stats, are, them stats are amazing. Hey mate, how, just quickly on the squad, how have they pulled through? How's Mark Rickards? I was just reading him, he was, uh, struggled to train last week, had a wee injection. How's the squad pulled up after the celebrations and that pretty physical performance on the weekend? So we are, we were going to have him in on today um, on their calendar. They get a six-weekly calendar, but I had to change that. I've not gotten back in the building now till Thursday because... The exertion and the amount of stats that would have gone through the roof in terms of the kilometres covered, I thought it would be foolish yeah. for me to bring them in. So they've not been in the building for the last three, or well, they won't be in the building until Thursday. I spoke to Mark Ricketts, our skipper today. He said he feels good, just slightly leggy. He's a year above me. I play vet football on a Sunday. I don't know how <laughs> he does it at that level because I'm 36. I play against very old fat men. And I wake up the next day stiff, speaking. So I can't tell you how he is playing in the National League at the standard he's doing it. Oh, oh love so it. good. 
Luke, what about um, what about your coaching aspirations for me? Obviously, you're living a dream right at the moment in time, but you want to you want to keep scaling through the grades and and uh, and one day sort of you know coach coach one of those top top teams. Of course, manage. listen. I have aspirations for coach at a you know manage coach at the highest level possible. I walked out at Bournemouth. I felt quite comfortable there, and I thought I'd love this on a weekly basis. But I've got a great job at Bournemouth. It wouldn't be. I'd be so proud to take them into the EFL. It'd be a dream of mine, and I'd love to repay the chairman's faith. Seven years ago, he gave me the job, and I was the youngest manager in all five divisions. And yeah, he, he backed me hugely. So I'd love to repay him with an opportunity of taking the football club into the EFL. Oh, you, you just keep you keep doing what you're doing, mate. You've obviously got a special blend amongst your players, and you're able to get the best out of them and it's just an absolute amazing story you got a whole of New Zealand in behind you as well hopefully you can pull off oh, one of those general. real sort of magical fairy tales but thanks heaps for joining us Luke and enjoy the next little while oh, mate. A get to up on wood at some point. <laughs> <laughs> legend absolute legend uh, thank you so so much we got him we got the man, the big man Carlos Olberg out of the United States we had a big intro for him but We've already talked him up. He's up and about. Carlos Olberg. He's fighting in UFC 271. Good morning, brother. It's morning here, so it's probably afternoon over there. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm good, thank you. Thank you. It's it's beautiful weather Ah, here, so um, it's actually feeling like a nice uh, autumn autumn state here in um, in Texas. So beautiful. Oh, nice, man. I've been I've been watching on the social media and watching the boys' uh, week and the travel's over. Pretty luxurious travel, I must say. The PJ to Houston, how good. But how's the how's the week been in preparation, sitting into the United States, settling in? All good? Yeah, it's good, eh, bro? I mean, uh, when, you, when you travel with the champ of, the, you know, the middleweight division <laughs> of the world, it's... You know, you get to, you get to, you know, dive into the luxuries. So, um, now nah, it's been good, man. We've got a massive team here. Uh, so we've got maybe a group of 20, 20 or so or more uh, in this big house that we've, mm. we've been fortunate to be staying at. Um, and it's really good to have, a, uh, you know, the brothers and sisters here who have, who have pretty much been stuck here in, in, in America and um, mm. who have traveled as well just to, just to be here with us. So it's... It's quite amazing to have to have everyone around us. Nice, bro. It looks bloody good anyway. I was watching you eat all that nice kai on that private jet on your way to Houston. Uh, look, look, look good, mate. Hey, uh, quickly, it's been a long time between fights. I, I follow you on the gram too. I've seen you've had a good summer being able to travel to New Zealand, mate. But how's the summer been for you and how's preparations heading into this into this weekend's fight? Sure. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, yeah, the summer was amazing. Obviously, we didn't get to spend too much time with uh, with our family and friends like we would have. Um, but you know, again, it's a massive sacrifice for something that we 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 did and want to get to to the top. So, um, and especially training with someone like Israel and, and Blood Diamond, you know, who have the same same vision and focus as I do. It's it's kept me up. Mm. It's kept me sharp. So it's 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 been a great. Great camp, nice long camp for me, 13 weeks, and we're now, what, three days away now, so it's um, it's, it's been good, it's been amazing. Nice. Yeah, hey, Carlos, it's Baz here, mate. Hey, um, your involvement with the Baz. City Kickboxing guys, like, like Izzy and, and Dan Hooker and the like, 
Have you learned heaps from them already and, and stuff that you can bring into your style? Yeah, of course, man. I mean, we've, we've, I've been, I've been with the guys, you know, um, as, as a kickboxer um, for years, even before I was with City Kickboxing, I was spying with Izzy uh, beforehand as well. So um, we've, we've all kind of kept each other sharp and, you know, we'll steal each other's tricks um, on the low. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I'm quite, yeah, I'm quite fresh. I'm quite fresh to the mixed martial arts scene. Um, you know, coming coming up from the kickboxing uh, circuits, it's it's nice to to keep my I guess my my brain in in, in a in a learning. You know, I'm a student of the game, so I wanna I wanna try and learn something more um, mm. than what I when I've got under my belt. So um, you know, the mixed martial arts game for me is gonna be you know years for me to to try and get to the top because you know it's it's quite a massive uh, evolving mm. sport. It's probably it's the biggest sport at the moment in the world. So, um, and you know, everyone's mm. jumping in it around the world. So, um, yeah, man, uh, we're all learning on the game, and we're all learning from each other. So, that's good. Nice, man, bro. I can't wait to watch this weekend and, and watch the city kickboxing crew go out there and get the dub, mate. Tell us about Blood Diamond. This is obviously. He's new to the UFC. I've watched him in the King of the Rings, so he's an absolute animal. But how's his preparations yep. been too as well? Is he is he ready to rip in and knock some blocks off? <laughs> of course, man. I mean, he's if if you if you've watched carefully of uh, Blood Dumb, which I'm sure you have, um, of his um, his career and his <laughs> kickboxing um, career. So he, he's one of those guys where you can you can expect the unexpected, man. And um, mm. he's he's got a lot he's got a lot of tools in his shed, man. So you know, like I said, just expect anything from that guy because he's he's definitely one to look out for. Um, his training has been amazing. We've all come with the same focus, and we're all quite determined to to get that win because you know we're at the mm. highest peak of uh, of this uh, sport. Um, and MMA anyway, uh, with the UFC, we're competing with some of the big, some of the biggest names, or the the, the yeah. best guys in the world. So um, it's it's great to to um, to have the support that we do from 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 our fellow Kiwis and and uh, New Zealanders, mm. and um, and we hope to do everyone proud, man. Awesome. Hey Carlos, what about um, the fight coming up for you, mate, against Fabio? I think it's called Fabio. Sorry, Charan. Is it a favourable matchup yeah. for you? And and you're going in with, uh, you know, with with full confidence. Man, man, I'm Samoan. Man, you can expect a fight. <laughs> it's gonna be a fight. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we we love a fight, man. But I mean, you know, I've I've, I've learned so much uh, in in this camp, and and. Um, it's it's like it's a, like I said before, man. It's a fast evolving sport where everyone's kind of learning off each other. Of you know, one country's got a certain style. Our particular style is kickboxing, and you know we're well known for our kickboxing in New Zealand, and we've represented that in the past and history so pretty well too. So um, with Fabio, man, you know, I mean, I know he's a bull. He's a bull. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be the matador of the of the of the scene for this for this fight um as, as, mm. if you might if you like but um you know uh you, you know there's a big scene in texas <laughs> is uh you, you know you can fool me once but i mean but it's like 
I'm going to go out there and see, you know, see what he's got. And, he, you know, he's a, he's a strong competitor. I can't look past any of that. It's a light heavyweight division. So um, everyone's got knockout power in that heavyweight division. So um, I've got to, you know, be very cautious of his, of his antics, of, his, uh, of what he wants to do. And he definitely is, um, he's, he's, he wants to get the win too. So um, it's, uh, it's just my, my, my wits against his. And uh, I guess my will against his as well. Oh, bro. Can't wait. Can't wait. There's going to be fireworks, mate. Quickly, before we let you go, we've got to touch on Izzy. How's Izzy been, mate, and his scrap with Whitaker? It's uh, been a long time coming, but he, he's in a good headspace. Of course, man. You, you know, Izzy. He's, he's, yeah. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's interesting. It's interesting, man. He's, you know, since in this camp, it's been something different. I've spent a bit more time with him, um, uh, because of the lockdowns and all that, where you, we yeah. had to kind of bubble up together and really kind of solidify ourselves with each other as a group. Um, although I've known him for, for many years, it's more like, you know, okay, this guy really does have the amount of energy that he does. Um, you know, he, it's interesting because you've got one guy, I'm just comparing him to uh, Blood Diamond, who, yeah. you know, Israel, who's on one side of the spectrum where he's... He's a high energetic guy, and then you have, you know, who loves to love to talk, loves to, you know, be in front of the camera, loves to, you know, show show everything, you know. And you have you have Blood Diamond, who is more of the guy who just likes to be um, kind of behind the scenes and then just show up when he does. So I feel like yeah. I'm I'm in the middle of that. I guess I'm in between that where I'm like, oh, you know, I'll try and do a bit of this and that. But um, it's it's been a fun camp, and we've all kind of um fed off each other's energy and and like i said you know you have one guy who's so energetic and the other who is who is um kind of balanced that out for us so um mm. and the, the best thing about it is we've got this massive group here with us in this camp or in this um in this fight week especially and everyone's outside right now putting the barbecue on you just uh coaches mm-hmm. just got in this morning and he's uh giving everybody uh, you know, you, you gotta. Oh, I don't know if I should be swearing online, but giving everybody some <laughs> ish, but um, but uh, putting us, you know, putting us in line and stuff. But he's putting the barbecue yeah, on but... downstairs at the moment, and um, you know, we're feeling like we're at home. Everyone's everyone's singing along, and uh, it's, it's quite good vibes. So, uh, you know, I'll put some videos out right now and on Instagram, and uh, I guess you guys can have a look at it too. It's feeling like awesome. home. We're awesome. making them feel like home. Right now. Oh, that's what it looks like, bro. City Kickboxing, they've got a homely feel, and uh, I love uh, watching you, you know, your team represent the flag and, and do it with pride, mate. Quickly, um, we're going to let you go, but I know you've got a great relationship with Musashi, and they're able to help you do what you do. Quick little shout-out for Musashi. Of course, man. Musashi's been around, you know, they've been supporting me for many years, man, from, from what I can remember, and they've... They've helped me out with everything that I'd need. I've, I've even snuck in a few of the Musashi energy drink cans in here, and everyone's trying to scab them off me. <laughs> and, um, yeah, they've, they've been amazing for me, man. And uh, Jeremy, who's uh, he's been my support out there, has um, he's been so great for me, man. So shout-out to Musashi. Love you all, and uh, thank you. Awesome. There he is. Carlos Olberg here is fighting this weekend. Fabio Charant, we support you all the way from NZ. Go out there, knock him out, and uh, we'll see you when you get home, brother. Thank you very much. Thanks, man. Cheers, brother. Thank you.